What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to YI Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Chelsea Murn. Now, Chelsea is a seasoned climber, climbing coach and brain rewiring certified business mentor with over 12 years of experience in the sport. Now, for years, she struggled to move the needle on her own performance, but she discovered what did and didn't work along the way. Chelsea offers a variety of programs to help women make a massive leap in their performance through training, nutrition, mindset, and hormone balancing. So, she has got a lot to share with us today. So, Chelsea, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go, Chelsea. How are you feeling today? I'm doing great. The sun is out. It makes such a big difference in my mood. So, yeah, I'm doing really awesome. How are you? Right now, Chelsea, I have no idea where you are because I am in the exact opposite. I'm in D.C. and it is snowing. So I have I cannot relate to what you were saying. And I wish and I wish that I, I could relate. So, Chelsea, I am ready to roll up into these questions. I know a lot of people are really excited. Actually, the first um, you're, you're not the first rock climber I had. The first rock climber I had was actually a guy from Ireland. And not only if it, the, the Ireland part wasn't bad, you know, his accent, he had a very strong accent. That wasn't that wasn't the, the issue. The issue was that he was in on the other side of the earth. So his Wi-Fi was kind of sketchy. Therefore, I wanted a definite rock climber follow up, uh, you know, podcast episode in order to clear up, you know, all the things that he might have left out. So, Chelsea, I'm real excited to dive into these questions with you here today. So, Chelsea, I'm going to go ahead and roll right into it. Why did you become a rock climber? So it all started back in high school and previously prior to getting started rock climbing, I swam a lot. So a competitive swimmer all of my life growing up and I took this class in gym you know, as you do in high school, you're forced to take gym classes. And it was an outdoor education class. And we actually went indoors to go rock climbing. And it was kind of the first thing that I was like, wow, okay, I feel like I'm not terrible at this. Like I could keep up with my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I think this is something that I could stick with. And it's really the first thing that I felt really empowered by. And I really liked how difficult it was like that for me was the thing that drew me to rock climbing the most is like, it's problem solving, it's very physical and mentally, like I find it very challenging. So for me, like it just kind of stuck. And yeah, that was 12 years ago. And here I am. I still, you know, I try to push my boundaries as hard as I can. And I still climb and train multiple times a week. Very, very, very nice. Now, again, what was the I want to know, like the step by step process from going from, you know, uh, that gym class into like what was what was the step by step by step to where you are today? Because you were in a totally different space that you are now that uh, 12 years later. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. So that high school gym class, you know, I just did it for a couple weeks at a time. And then I was like, you know what, like, I really like that. Is there a way that I can go to the gym outside of, you know, the high school class? And I started going with a couple of friends a few times a week. And then I actually graduated high school and I went to college in the same town that I went to high school in and started using that rock wall when I was in college. And then I actually got a job there as um, a front desk staff. And then I started route setting, which for those of you who don't know, that's putting the holds on the wall and for me that was like the start of a, a whole profession in the climbing industry is like being able to craft these routes by putting holds on the wall and really direct people's movement for me that was super fun it was a creative outlet again it was really physical and then you do have to test the routes out to see if they kind of like go and move and flow how you want them so that was a really fun thing for me to be able to do I spent quite a few years doing that but I mean the step-by-step -step process was like I totally got hooked and then I was like any opportunity that I could find to like seek out more rock climbing and within that too like I really met a community of friends that they also like to go climbing and we started planning trips together to go outside and I mean once you kind of get into climbing if if you guys have climbed out there before like you know it can be kind of addicting so it's it's really just like how can I get more of this in my life very 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 nice I love that story right there now Chelsea you gotta you gotta you know tell me if there's anything I know you started off you know and with the high school gym class but if, if there's anything Anything more, maybe some childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into what you're doing today, what would that be? Mm, I was a very stubborn child, like very, very stubborn, like can't tell me what to do. I think some of my first words were um, in a very sarcastic manner back to my parents were like, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> so I think rock climbing for me, um, being a female anyway, went really well with that because it kind of went against the norm. Like that's something that I'd been into my entire life is like, how can I like kind of go against the grain and do something that like maybe not a lot of other women do or do something that's just like totally out of the ordinary like nobody in my family climbed like none of my friends at the time did so it was like totally weird for me to get into rock climbing but I think that's why I liked it so much and I also did have quite a bit of upper body strength already from swimming for so long so it felt like a really natural transition into the sport but I think one of the pieces too like with rock climbing is like just kind of getting to know your personality really well too. Like, do you like challenges or do you actually see them as obstacles? So for me, that was really helpful because it's like, it can be easy to get frustrated at climbing when you're like, I'm just not making it to the top of the wall versus if you see it as something that's like a challenge or a puzzle to be solved, that can shift your entire perspective on it. I love that right there. I love that. I love the fact that you have to have grit in order to be a rock climber. I love that right there. So uh, Chelsea, please. If you could describe to me what an average day like is for you. Oh, that's a great question. So I am a full-time entrepreneur. I work completely online and remote. So I run my own business, which has been a dream of mine for a really long time. Um, kind of like I said, so I was like kind of a rebel as a kid, like can't really be told what to do. So I knew like pretty soon after going and entering the workforce that like, nope, this is not going to work for me. You know, I need to, I need to be the person kind of like in charge and telling other people what to do. So I can relate. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried it for a long time. I was like, no, I can make this work. I just need to find the right job. And I was like, yep, the right job is just working for myself. And you know, I that's get it. 
yep, it feels really good. So for me, every day looks a little bit different. Um, I'm a huge fan of being able to put different activities on specific days. So for me, the way that my energy flows, like I do all of my coaching calls on one day. So on Mondays, my business coaching calls, and then Tuesday is more for like podcast content creation. So I really like to set up my weeks in that type of flow, because when you're trying to switch and swap between different activities, it totally pulls your energy and you're not going to be nearly as efficient or effective doing those things. Um, also, I really like to have strong boundaries around like who can access my time and when, because again, like for me, it makes a big difference to be in that energy. Like if I'm in coaching energy, I want to be in that space all day and it just delivers a better experience to my clients. So every day does look a little bit different, but typically I'll wake up and usually like 6 a.m. in the morning, like I'm, I'm such a morning person. Um, I have been waking up at 4.30 lately, but I'm kind of trying to like cut that habit because nobody you know nothing good happens at 4 30. like there's no reason to be up that early but typically i will either write an email finish editing my own podcast and then i usually take a couple hours for myself uh so for me i don't usually like to start like my full work day until about 12 30 or 1 p.m and then generally i work from then until about 8 8 30 whenever i kind of like feel like calling it quits and i'll do things like coaching calls i'll do content creation um or just anything else that kind of like needs to be done in my business very 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 nice i love that answer right there now chelsea i gotta ask what do you enjoy the most Ooh, that's a great question so i think the thing that i enjoy the most is really being able to give people a transformation so when I first started my business, um, I hired a business coach and I was like, I am terrified. Like I literally gave her like half the money in my bank account. And I was like, you know what? Like we got to try it. And if this doesn't work, at least I can say I tried. And I was like, I will tell it, I will do anything that you tell me to do. Like as a business owner, like I'm so ready to make this work. And for me, it was like a really rapid transformation from like, I was working at a grocery store at the time and I was able to quit my job there in about two months after starting my business, which which I think is pretty rare for people. Um, I had a really successful first couple of months of my business and was able to replace my full-time income from my jobs. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to try this. Like, let's just see what venturing out and going full-time is like. And it really only got better from there. And I was so driven to be successful. And at a certain point in time, I realized like, wow, I really have a lot to share. I think I could really positively impact a lot of other people and, you know, share my experience with them and hopefully coach them along this process and really be able to do what that first business coach for me did is just say like, have somebody be like, I believe in you. You know, I believe you have what it takes to work for yourself, to help other people and to like kind of get your name out there. So I think for me, that's my favorite part is like being able to be a really big part in that transformation. And I mean, like working for yourself can change your entire life. I mean, especially if you're coming from a job where you're working for other people, it can be just such a huge transformative experience. I love that answer. And at first off, let me first off uh, start off by saying that I'm jealous because honestly, I don't know how you how you quit your job already in the first couple of months because I'm still working at the grocery store. So I'm 100% jealous of you. I'm two years in. I, I'm still working at the grocery store. So I'm very, very, very jealous of what she just said. That does not happen often, guys. Like usually you have to have like a, a three to five year plan at least before you can like completely just cut off the the uh your your job that you already had and start your own business. So I, I love that answer right there, Chelsea. But of course, the back end of that question is what do you enjoy the least? 
Ooh, what I enjoy the least. Okay, so this is also why I have an assistant. Um, her name is Mallory, and I love her so incredibly much because she does a lot of the things that I either don't like or I'm not great at. So for me, I'm not good at like nitty gritty design stuff. So for all of my courses and everything, she designs like my PowerPoint slides and I get them back and I'm like, thank you. These look so <laughs> awesome. And it just gets me super excited to show up to teach the content. You know, if I were to make the slides, like it would absolutely look like a second grader designed them. So I'm like really thankful for her to, to do that for me. But things that I don't really love in my business that I am probably, you know, I, I want to outsource at some point is doing things like show notes for my podcast, because it's like I just edited the podcast and I'm like, oh, I just listened to my own voice for however many minutes. And now I have to write notes for this. So that'll be kind of like first on the list of things to outsource. But truly, and I know this sounds really weird, is like I don't do things that I don't like. Um, I know everybody has things that they like don't love doing, but for me, I either find a way to outsource it or how can I shift my mindset around it to where then, yes, this is a thing that I really do want to be doing. Um, because I think being in alignment with your business is super important. If you love what you're doing, you're going to bring in more of that, you know? Very, very, very nice. And again, of course, I agree with everything you just said right there. I love that answer, Chelsea. Now, uh, this next question right here is my absolute favorite. And that is, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? Mm, that's such a it's such a good question, because when I look back at, let's say, you know, middle school, high school, like, yeah, I was a decent student. You know, I got I got pretty good grades. But did I really care? Like, no, I I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do. I think a lot of kids, you know, kind of have a general direction as to what they want to do. Um, I got into college and I was like, uh, I guess I'm going to study political science in a Spanish because like, why not? Um, I had absolutely <laughs> no idea the direction I wanted to go in and I felt really lost for a long time. Um, I actually did want to drop out of college um, into my sophomore year because I was like, what is the point of this? Like, you know, I'm learning stuff, but is this is this what I really want to do with my life? Do I really want to go work at, you know, some corporate place? Do I really want to be a lawyer? You know, like what are these actual career paths that I'm setting myself up for? So I actually studied abroad in Spain, um, which was really fun, gave me a lot of, you know, culture and perspective. And I came back and I was like, I'm just going to finish this out. I've got two years left. I don't know what I'm going to do after this, but it's probably better to, you know, just finish this rather than to stop halfway through. And my grades were okay. You know, I had like a decent GPA, but that definitely wasn't wasn't the thing that motivated me. When I look back on college and high school now, I'm really thankful that I was taught how to write well, um, that I was taught how to communicate. For me, those are the biggest skill sets rather than like the grades themselves, because every single day in my business, I'm writing emails, I'm writing, you know, Instagram posts, whatever it is, and I'm communicating with people and letting them get to know me as well. And I think, you know, I took this one class in college that like you had to get up and do like public speaking. And I was like, that's my nightmare. And now I do it every Every single day and I love it you know and I'm super thankful that I was kind of like forced to take that class because it really opened up a lot of opportunities for me now very very nice and again communication is key folks I mean we are social animals you have to I know and again like that's the that's the that's why what was my biggest gripe about school was that like you weren't allowed to you you got condemned for for being social and talking with to, to others you know during class or whatnot and it's just like yo like we're 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 all connected that's the way we connect by socializing so yeah. connection is everything it's most of the time it's really it really is about who you know, not what you know. So you guys need to get out there, be communicating. It's not just about the grades. The grades are important too, you know, to a certain degree, to a certain extent. But at the end of the day, 
your communication is a lifelong skill. Your, your grades are just something that you do to get your first job. So again, Chelsea, I love that answer right there. Now I'm going to break down this next question just a little bit here for you because this word is tossed around willy nilly. And that is, what do you think that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What is your devotion? I love it. So for me, I was kind of, I not kind of, I was the first person in the climbing industry to do what I'm doing. I was the first person to come at it from a business perspective. There's a lot of really great coaches out there, but there are not a lot of coaches out there that are good at the business side of things. And I really mm-hmm. wanted to be both. So I kind of introduced a brand new model and way of doing things. I charged higher prices than any other coach had before. Um, if you guys are climbers, if you know climbers, it's kind of historically like this dirt bag culture, you know, dirtbag being like, can I sleep in my tent? Can I sleep in my car? I'm just going to live on tuna, you know, so it's like trying to like save as much money as possible so that you can go rock climbing as often as you can. Mm. And with that, I realized like, you know what, like, that's awesome that people want to do that. But that's not necessarily my target or ideal client right there. So it's like for me to separate that and say, you know what, I know there are people that want to invest in themselves and improve their climbing. And those are the types of people that I'm going to market to primarily. For me, that was like a huge thing. Because I think previously and prior to that, like everybody was trying to market to those dirt bags. And because of that, they had to, you know, keep their prices really low. And they felt probably pretty frustrated when people are like, oh, that's just too expensive. But for me, like I know that I changed the industry in terms of like what people are willing to invest in now. And also I have been working with a lot of other climbing coaches as their business coach to help them get their business up and running. So not only, you know, did I start to change like the way that people view investing in themselves, but I'm also able to create other coaches with great businesses that I know and trust really well, and I can refer people to them. So I don't do as much climbing coaching anymore. I still talk about climbing sometimes, but my main focus right now is the business coaching and the brain rewiring. So to have this network of coaches that I know and trust and can refer people to is pretty invaluable. Very, very nice. And I really like the fact that, you know, you brought up the fact that just because everybody else was doing something don't mean did not mean that you had to. You charted out your own path by your own personality and what you wanted. And you went out there and did it, did it by faith. And you somehow, some way changed the game. Mm-hmm. And that is all it takes. That is all it takes, folks. That is all it takes. Honestly, it just takes a leap of faith saying, you know, I know everybody's doing it like this, but I'm going to be my own person. I'm going to I'm going to do it this way. And then the people will follow. You know, I love that answer right there, Chelsea. So we you have answered every single per- question absolutely perfectly. But we are winding down to that last question. And that last question is, if you had one, just one piece of advice to give to somebody out there listening who wants to be in the position that you are in today, what would that be? Oh, OK. Here it is. And you've probably heard it before, but it's get uncomfortable like every single day. Like if you are ready to hit the sheets at night and you're ready to go to bed and you're like, la da, like today was great. No, like you haven't you haven't done it. Like in those first couple months when I was doing like the business coaching and working with a coach, like I was deeply to my core uncomfortable every single day doing things like going live on Instagram, reaching out to people in the DM, sending emails, you know, like pretty much like showing up and allowing myself to be seen in a bigger way. I think that's a huge thing that holds a lot of people back, you know, people that are like, yeah, I want to be successful. And then for whatever reason, they don't allow themselves to be seen by other people, you know, they're afraid of judgment, what other people might think or say, or whatever it is. But like, 
in order to overcome that, you have to get uncomfortable. So it's like, can you take one step each and every single day to get uncomfortable, to move the needle forward for yourself or for your business? Very, very, very nice. I love that right there. Now, Chelsea, again, you have answered these questions absolutely perfectly. Could not have asked for better answers from anybody else. Now, if there's any type of way that my audience can reach yours, whether it is, you know, a book, a social media, a website, something so that my audience can reach you, please shout it out now. Okay, so I have two main ones. I'm probably the most active on Instagram. So my handle is at ladybeta.coaching. Ladybeta is the name of my business. And then I do also have a podcast as well. It's the Lady Beta podcast. You can search for that in iTunes or on Spotify. I talk about all things brain rewiring, business coaching. I talk all about rock climbing if you're into that. So those are the two main platforms that I'm on right now. Very, very nice. And please, folks, please check her out. She is in the link in the description below. So please go ahead and give that a click. Now, again, Chelsea has been given excellent, excellent, excellent advice all interview long. And folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Chelsea helped you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap. If you like today's episode, but feel like you still need an extra push, make sure to follow me on Clubhouse for free confidence coaching at Kojo the Goat. Again, that's at Kojo the Goat on Clubhouse. Subscribe, leave a comment, and make sure to follow all our social media channels at YI Network. All inquiries, please email Kojo at YINetwork.com. Talk to you soon, guys.